Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second half, I guess, of mm-hmm. Ghost Chronicles Two Hour, or uh, the first half of the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, depending how you look at it, I guess. I am Ron Kolick, your host, New England's own Van Helsink, and with me is the lovely blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. I see you got a new picture on your Skypes. Well, yeah, I, I uh, was getting some nice likes. You made it a profile picture on the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. And I'm like, hey, that's a pretty nice picture of me. It's like 12 years old. No. <laughs> it, it, it looks pretty good. I, I like that. I, you know, I, uh, Damn, I like to change, like change, like change things up. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing to do, uh, you know, changing things and everything. You know, you're, you're consistent. Yeah. Well. Thank you. So, I uh, yeah. I wish I still looked like that. I don't think I do anymore. But anyway, yeah, you know, you know, it's I, not that I, different. I can pipe dream. <laughs> it's not that different. No, 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 no. Ah, uh, thanks, Ron. You cut yourself short, anyway. Thank you. Wow. Okay, everybody, y'all just heard Ron give me a compliment. That's as complimentary as he gets. So. Wow, that was pretty <laughs> harsh. Maybe I just have to keep it to myself next uh, time. No, right? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah, come on. Do something nice and then get trunched. All right. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. I got thank it. you. I, got I, it. I said thank you. I know. I know you did. I acknowledge it. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Uh, so earlier in the week, uh, I had sent out a, uh, a message for uh, a gentleman I wanted to have for a guest, but I never heard back from him. And Ian came up with this brilliant idea about uh-huh. uh, different triangles in the world. And yeah. uh, we all know about the Bermuda Triangle and, of course, the Bridgewater Triangle. Of course. Did and you I know, can't... So I... Go ahead. Hold on. I, I got to give props for this, okay? Because... I got the idea, and she told me she's going to listen tonight, too. Oh, I boy. got the idea for this from my friend, Peggy Hernandez, out in da-da, Michigan. Right? Michigan? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Should have had her on the show. She, I know. <laughs> she would love that. She, she could have, if she knew anything about it. Well, I don't know. She posted the link on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I had never heard of it. So I... um. I said, wow, that's super interesting. We should do that on the show. Mm-hmm. And then Ron said. You got, no, you got no pushback from me at all? No. He's like, yeah, I don't think we've done that before. Let's do it. So thank you, Peggy. Big props to you. There you Miss go. You. She's one of my face painting buddies that oh, I have okay. not seen in a very, very long time. Uh-huh. So she and her husband, Rick. Okay. So anyways. Uh, there are, you didn't, you weren't aware of the one that, that she sent to you, but I was there not, are, there are a bunch of triangles in the, in the uh, world. You know, we know about the Buna triangle and of course the Bridgewater triangle. Right. And there's a ton of them, uh, which we're going to talk about a few of them tonight. Mm-hmm. And 
it's a, it's a place in the world where there are gravitational anomalies that occur. And so that may have something to do, uh, you know, theory behind of what's going on there. But we're going to talk about some of it. But first of all, triangles, why triangles? Why is triangles such a, a mysterious or mystical symbol? And so I did a little research in that. And the, the triangle uh, is important, of course, in, in my religion, Catholic. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. In uh, spiritualism, it's mind, body, and, and spirit, a mind, soul, and body, depending how you look at it. It also, it also symbolizes heaven, hell, and earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, the triangle. Right. Uh, it also... Um, represents past, present, and future. Ah. And right. masonry, yeah. in the Masonic uh, realm, it's it the uh, the isosceles triangle, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's all about the length. I'm, I'm not exactly sure because I don't have my little symbols book in front triangle of me. Triangle is but equal on all sides. Equal on all sides. So, that's it's a huge Masonic symbol. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a huge symbol over. Like I said, in it's, general, it's even yeah, and yeah, and Catholicism is, is you'll see it you'll see it everywhere. It also represents mother, father, and child. Mother, father, child, the family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 also represents mental, physical, and emotional. So the the three of them once again, and That's finally the last one I want to bring up is of course. Birth, growth, and death. So the mm-hmm. triangle as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you couldn't have a circle in some of these, but uh, triangle works, I guess, because well, it's three. Yeah, yeah, three, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's what the uh, it's all about flow, spirituality, flow. Mm-hmm. So the the and there's one it. symbol that's a uh, a triangle within a circle, though. Yes, you'll find circles and triangles a lot sometimes mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. but I did want to bring that up. So. Uh, I'll let you start off, and, and you're going to talk about which which triangle, which mysterious triangle. Okay, so this is the one that Peggy had posted the link to, and this is the Mich- Lake Michigan Triangle, mm-hmm. which I I had never heard of. And apparently, if you this so this is the great one of the Great Lakes, Lake Michigan. It is fourth largest lake in the world. I never knew that. I mean, and if you've ever been there. Did you ever take geography? And looked at (laughs) a long time ago, my dear, a long time ago. Okay. Ancient history at this point. Um, (laughs) If you've ever been to Lake Michigan and you look out, I mean, you think it's the ocean. It's so huge. It's so, so huge. Well, they have regular ships on there, regular going ships. Yep. Uh, and, and, and shipping is a huge industry there and they have storms and they have deadly storms. Fitzgerald. Yeah. He, that was yeah. superior. Yeah. Superior yeah, but still, still talking, never gives still up talk- or dead. <laughs> yeah. But we're still talking the same. Yes. Same the great lakes. Body of waters. They're actually all connected. So yes. Yes. So yes. Very deadly storms, very deadly storms. And so. If this is what it says about the Lake Michigan Triangle, if you leave Waukegan Harbor traveling east, you will arrive at it 
just over halfway across the lake. Just before the triangle begins, divers have discovered an old growth forest on the bottom of the lake. And there's all kinds of things that are kind of linked to this area, much like the Bermuda Triangle is linked to one area. Uh, And an estimated 6,000 vessels have been lost on the Great Lakes with approximately 1,500 located in Michigan's waters. So that's a lot of ships. So uh, do you want me to talk about one of the... Yeah, the right you can beginning? talk about some of the cases. Yeah, some of the cases okay. that occurred or whatever, how you want to talk about it. So, Go ahead. All right. So now it says in some of the research I've done, I found an even earlier account than the one that they say started it. There was, in the 17th century, uh, August 1679, a French ship named Le Griffin uh, was claiming to be, they're claiming this was the first ship to disappear. And they, because it was back in 1679, uh, they're really not 100% positive because there was no real form of communication then. So if a ship disappeared, it just disappeared. But the, it, they say this was the first ship to disappear in this area, and the cause was never fully established. Uh, whether, uh, whether it was uh, uh, a sudden storm or a rival trader ship or uh, something like that. Um, oh, sorry. I'll adjust my mic. Am I breathy? Sorry. And sorry about it. That's all right. Uh, there's so the just wreckage... stored it a little bit, that's all. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Go probably ahead. yelling yeah. too. I'm sorry. The wreckage okay. was never found, uh, but it led to the discovery of other ships which had gone down because they were looking specifically for this ship, Le Griffin. Le Griffin. So that was officially the first case, and there was no explanation for why it disappeared or why it was never found. Uh, and then, so it says the mysterious phenomena of the Michigan Triangle first came to light in 1891 when a schooner named the Thomas Hume set off across the lake to pick up lumber and disappeared overnight in a torrent of wind along with its crew of seven sailors. A massive search was conducted to recover the wooden boat, but neither the boat nor a piece of driftwood was ever found. Uh, They do think that they found the ship in 2010, but it was never officially confirmed that it was actually the Thomas Hume. So that was, I guess, the second. The second disappearance, but the first real thing that kind of kicked all this off. Did you want to hear more or you wanted to talk about... A different. I, I've got some stuff too, but we can, we, you know, we can go a little bit more. And then I'll, I'll, well, actually, you know what? When, if you want to stick on that for a while, you can. That's fine. And then I'll just bring up my answer. Okay. All yeah. right. So the next one, the next mysterious case happened in 1921. And this was known as the Rose Bell incident. And it happened within the limits of the Michigan Triangle, in which 11 people inside this ship who were all members of the Benton Harbor House of David, disappeared 
and their ship was found overturned and floating in Lake Michigan. Apparently, there was some severe damage to the hull, and it looked like something had collided with it. But supposedly, there had been no ships that were uh, slated to be on her route or even be in that area taking the same the same uh, path as the Rose Bell. So, uh, so it looked like it seemed to be damaged in a collision and there was no remains of any shipwreck that was noticed in the area where she went missing. Many found the Rose Bell incident particularly eerie because the ship was rebuilt after an earlier wreck in the 19th century that also met with almost the same similar fate. So it had almost sunk once, they saved it, and then only to have it happen again, and then they never found anybody, never found the ship, never found the people. Uh, The next bizarre case happened in uh, April 1937, And this was the case of Captain George R. Donner, and it was one of the most mysterious triangle disappearances. uh, On the night of April 28, 1837, the captain of the ship, Captain Donner, went to his cabin to rest after guiding his ship through icy waters. About three hours later, a crew member went to alert him that they were nearing the port where they had fought so hard for so long to get to this port because of the ice. Mm -hmm. And the door to his cabin was locked from the inside. They knocked and knocked. He wouldn't answer. The crew was fearful for his safety. And the first mate broke into the cabin only to find it empty. Oh, just, yeah, he wasn't there. He just vanished into thin air. Now it was locked from the inside. There was no clue. Alien uh, yeah, right. Alien right? abduction. There yep. was no clue left or any idea where, where he would have possibly gone, how he would have got out of the cabin. Uh, after the fruitless search for him, the Donner's disappearance remains an unsolved mystery. So never found out what happened to him. Just poof. Maybe the aliens came with their little tractor beam. Scotty. Yep. Beamed him up with the cows and stuff. I don't. Yep. Ah, yeah, you got me. Uh, so, and then I, I have. Um, okay. Let me keep going. Keep going. Uh, if you'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. trans. I mean, we keep it together. Hits that are bouncing all over the triangles. All right. Yeah. We don't want to confuse our triangles. Yeah. So the most fascinating case over Lake Michigan happened in 1950 when the Northwest Orient Airlines flight 2501, now this was a plane, not a boat, with 104 passengers on board, crashed into the triangle of Lake Michigan and was never found again. The tragedy was remarked as the deadliest commercial airliner accident in American history at the time. Shortly before the crash, they got something called a worry report from the pilots They requested a descent to 2,500 feet because of some electrical discharges raging in the air. Not a plane, but in the air. Yeah. Uh, And after that, the plane disappeared from radar and lost its communication with the ground. 
to this day, the plane wreckage has never been found. And also no bodies, no people. And the reason behind the crash remains unknown. Uh, now, and here here's, comes your aliens, Ron. Whereas two police officers reported that about two hours after the last communication with Flight 2501, they saw a strange red light hovering over Lake Michigan and disappearing after about 10 minutes. This speculation has made this, this statement has made the speculation that a UFO played the role behind the crash of Flight 2501 and its disappearance. So, poof, gone. Where does a whole plane go? A whole plane full of people. Gone. Yeah. Never been found. I wonder if it was ball lightning or something like, like that. <laughs> Excuse me. Cur- I don't curious. know. I don't know. Interesting, though. Yeah. It's really yeah. crazy. So, a popular theory for all these mysterious disappearances and, and you know, odd occurrences says that it's centered on an ancient underwater rock formation discovered in 2007 that is laying on Lake Michigan's floor. Ooh. The 40-foot ring of rocks resembles the Stonehenge that is one of the most debating debated historical sites. And one out, stone outside the circle seems to have carvings that resemble an elephant-like prehistoric animal, uh, such as a mastodon. Mm-hmm. that was uh, extinct about 10,000 years ago. Um, so, I, and I watched a couple of YouTube videos on this. There's all kinds of videos Theories. out there yeah. about this supposedly Stonehenge. Oh. Um, but it's not Stonehenge from what I've, I've seen. And they have mm-hmm. like, you know, the underwater video and, and such. It doesn't look like Stonehenge, you know, with the great big balancing. Basically a circle of rocks. Yeah, it's basically a circle of rocks, and I guess there's another one in, I think they said Superior, that goes for like, there's just like a row of rocks that goes for like a mile or something. And they think at one point, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, the lake was not as big Mm -hmm. as it is today. And at one point in time, it would have been either not there in that area there was no lake in that area or it was quite shallow and they think the rocks were there, you know, to keep cattle, uh, you know, in line. Uh, so there's, there's a, there's a huge scientifically, the scientists are like, nah, that's not, that's nothing. It comes up every, every 10 years or five years or whatever. And, uh, so they poo poo it. And, but you still have all these people that dive and, and go down there and they show the yeah I mean hieroglyphic on the rock. Um, so who knows? In all, in all fairness, I mean, you, you look at the, the earth, it's constantly changing, you know, and the, the ice right. receded, they filled a lot of the things. But there are many, uh, and, and as, the, as the earth dries out, it, it, it uh, exposes stuff that was, you know, there are cities now that are being exposed because of uh, mm-hmm. receding waters, even right. on, in different places. And it, it's, 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 you know, we don't know our history. We only know what we, we can find from the especially the early history you know we really right. don't know and uh yeah i mean we look at the famous uh 
Edgar Casey, who was the, the prophet, and, and he talked about the discovery of uh, Atlantis in, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, I forget what year it was, and that's when they found the Biv- Bimini Road, which was a, a, a bunch of rocks that were, uh, you know, based near a road that looked like they, like your straight line of rocks, basically, only right. it was, uh, you know, they, they were kind of like, yeah, only, only they're huge, of course, but everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh Sometimes we we let we let uh, uh, our imaginations run, and mm-hmm. other times there there are things that we we don't understand because we don't have recorded history on certain things, and and it's difficult in from the old days too is is to distinguish between fables and tales and and real history. Uh, right. it, it's we we don't have a, a really good written. Uh, past and mm-hmm. so i mean we we have there are many many mysteries and we, in the yeah. previous show we talked about some of the ancient some devices that were found that we still don't know what they were used for or whatever uh-huh. so, yeah, yeah those are always fun yeah well this but, this yeah. area so so i think that they hone in on this because it seems to be the general area you know they found these rocks while they were out looking for shipwrecks right and they had found a lot in that area but then lo and behold, they're like, hey, what are these? What are these? Mm-hmm. This is kind of odd, the way they're set up. Right. And there is a, um, so the Travel Channel had a show in 2017 called Secrets of the Underground. Mm-hmm. And season oh, one, yeah. yeah, season one, episode five, uh, focuses on the Great Lakes and they, you know, Bermuda Triangle, the Great Lakes Triangle. Right. And, uh, this is the one where the guy dives, dives down and brings the camera and he has kind of like an imaging, you uh-huh. know, because all the cameras are covered with moss and what whatnot. Yeah. So it can uh, make a 3D type of So it's uh, like an X-ray or a tomography thing. That can, can, yeah. 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 I don't know. Tomography. I yeah. don't know what the uh, name for it was, but that was... Um, Oh, I wonder if it's on here. Because uh, I, I did look. They do say they're prehistoric, though. Yeah. I, it does not surprise me just because, you know, I mean, as I mentioned, the Earth is always changing. And, and uh, it's, you know, it's getting water, receding water. I mean, we, we, we know through our history. I mean, look at new england and, and all the stones that we have that were pushed here by the glaciers and stuff i mean we oh yeah 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 it's just you know it, that's the way the earth is it's it changes and it's always changing and it yeah. will always change yeah and i i think that there's another um i guess everybody talks about the stone hedge like thing in lake mm-hmm. michigan but the real the real, it says the real underwater stone sensation is actually in Lake Huron. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's more about, I have a little bit more about like stone structures, but, um, mm. I don't know. We can wait to dive into these. Ha, get it. Dive. Yeah, I get it. that was funny. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. Uh, um, it- oh, it's a, go ahead. No. And the other thing is, too, is like you, you have like hieroglyphs or, or, or drawings and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and the, they've been distorted by the elements, of course, for years. And, and sometimes it's pareidolia to us that we say, yeah. oh, that looks like like yes. that. And, yeah. and, you know, 
you look at things like uh, the space, all the space stuff, the ancient alien stuff, and they say, <laughs> oh, look at this guy. He's got an, an astronaut. I mean, we don't know what they had at that time, and we certainly don't know that somebody wasn't doodling. <laughs> you know, basically <laughs> know, using, right? their, using their imagination and yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up with stuff or interpreting tales, interpreting tales and, and etching the tales out as, as a storybook, like a, a fairy book. A fairy tale because they did it on walls and stuff like that. So, I mean, we don't know what the ancients really did and what how much of this is is really history and how much. Oops, we're coming up on the break. Yep. So uh, that makes it difficult for us. And and people who try to get a a a point across will use these and and they'll overlook certain things and and just say, okay, this is specific things. This This proves. And and, yeah, in reality, it doesn't always. always. I'm always kidding my friend. Derek Gunn, you know, because he looks yeah. at the, the standing stones and the stones with the heart. Oh, yes. And like, I'm always kidding him about Dighton Rock, you know, because they found this mm-hmm. big rock and it's got supposedly these hieroglyphics on it. And I'm like, maybe it was just like graffiti. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we would consider today graffiti. Somebody was just out, the kids were out doodling. I don't know. It, it Maybe it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm like, All right. It was if they had a can of spray paint, it'd be graffiti. <laughs> we don't, you know, that's the thing. We really don't know. That's, yeah. uh, that's the problem. Anyways, we got to take up, uh, we got to come up, take our break. So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the NRN right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, Gallant, Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end over Massachusetts. Hi. And our very good friends, of Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, who helped bring you this show. So there you go. Uh, we are right back, and I, I've I've got my little thing. I want to talk about the Bennington Triangle, oh. which is in our neck of the woods, and something that I think you and I ought to explore maybe this summer. Okay. This virus, un- virus unpleasantness goes away. Yeah. Sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But. At least it's outside, so we won't need any masks. <laughs> All right, so we'll be right back after the following messages here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. All Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and some mysterious triangles. Mm-hmm. Ron. Ron. Hello. Oh. My goodness. Well, hello, everybody. Can people hear How me? How about that? There he is. <laughs> yeah. What happened to you? You mysteriously Somehow, disappeared. <laughs> I know. It must be paranormal. Somehow I got muted on, which is weird, because I don't know how that would really happen. But anyway. Yeah, I mean. uh, so, yeah. Well, actually, I clicked on your picture and unmuted myself. So, there you go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. I don't know what I got to do with it, but. Ooh, well, whatever. it's on your picture. There's a microphone on your picture, so there you go. Anyways, up okay. in my neck of the woods is the Bennington Triangle, and this is centered around Glastonbury Mountain in Vermont. You ever been up that way? I know you travel up that. Mm, I'm not sure what Glaston. Where is it? Gla- Glastonbury, Vermont? Oh. Glastonbury Mountain. Or it's in Glastonbury Vermont. Mountain. I don't know Mountain. where that is. Mountain. I'll have to Google. Keep talking, I'll Google. Yes. So uh, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. Anyways, uh, it's by Bennington. It, it is. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Bennington. Duh. Yeah, Bennington. But I don't know where Wood- Bennington is either. <laughs> Woodford and Shaftesbury. Yeah. As well as the ghost towns of Somerset and Glastonbury. Oh. Uh-huh. We got to go up there this summer. Oh, sounds like it's far away. We can get a room up here. Oh, yeah. Who knows? You get another one of those red freaking tubs that you <laughs> shaped tubs. <laughs> I'll get the honeymoon suite for myself. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was Ooh, a good there's one. There's a haunted hike in Glastonbury, Vermont. Ooh, yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah, we'll head. What this summer. That's our goal. We'll have All to right, bring so... spouses. <laughs> What's that? We'll have to bring spouses probably though. No, I don't think so. We're no. just bringing uh, <laughs> Leslie and the thing. It'll be a trip. Uh, all right. It'll be a, you know, overnighter, but Sounds whatever. good. Anyway. Sounds good. Uh, so the, the Bennington Triangle was uh, coined by uh, Joseph Centros, who, of course, wrote a ton of stuff about New England. He said, mm-hmm. if you haven't read any of his th- books, they're kind of cool. Uh, I, they're one of the first ones uh, I've written. I mean, I've written, not, excuse me, I've read. Uh, when I was getting involved in the paranormal, because there's lots of uh, really cool incidents that occurred in New England that he writes about. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this this area is uh, includes uh, UFOs, uh, Bigfoot sightings, 
strange Ooh. lights and signs. And it also, it's the location where people have disappeared. Mm -hmm. I wonder right. if this is where the popsicle people are, too. Popsicle people? Popsicle people, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You never okay. heard about the popsicle people? If I don't think so. Oh, yeah, in, in the Vermont, there's, uh, there's actually some accounts in the papers where uh, the families could not, uh, you know, it was sparse living up there, and, and then in the wintertime, they couldn't, uh, you know, continue oh. to feed feed their old people. So right. they would they would give them some little drugs and uh, bury them. Out ah, the, yeah. wow! How handy! In the snow, bury them in the snow, and uh. then dig them up. Don't worry, they dig them up and uh, they dig them up and bury them later. Yeah, no, no, they dig them up and uh, you know revive them, and they'd have to spend the summer with them. It's better than going <laughs> to Florida, you know. Oh, like, I remember you talking about this now. <laughs> like a big nap, you know? Ah, mm -hmm. okay. Hey, folks, Glastonbury Mountain uh, is not that far from Stratton, Vermont. Okay, there you uh, go. That's, yeah, we used to ski there in our, uh, my husband and I, in our youth, our, our very early youth. I used youth. to go up there, too. Haystack. Yeah. I wonder where Haystack is. That must be so yeah. it's, that is what it's near. I was just trying to get some kind of. Bearing bearing on where the heck this place was so how far up is it uh it is about three and a half hours from that's not bad. boston that's not bad at all so yeah that's definitely closer if if we're going from your place it's an overnighter so so you know. oh yeah, yeah absolutely Ab yeah. yeah absolutely that would be fun we can we can definitely come up with not that you know what it's not that far from what? north Ad north adams Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's well, it about... doesn't. I'm looking at a big map. You know, it doesn't look that far. So, mm -hmm. but uh, couple it's inches. Kind of, kind of like straight up, like a straight line up from North Adams. Yeah. Well, now that we've established this, continue with your story. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you are so. <clears throat> I want to know where it is. That's all. Detail oriented. <laughs> <laughs> so the area is said to be cursed, according to Indian folklore. The Indians of the area have long been wary of the area and avoided avoided it. The Algonquin legend warned of a malevolent stone in the mountain that would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. Oh, wow. Sounds like a volcano to me. Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, the stretch of wood around Gladensbury Mountain includes the towns of Bennington, Woodford, Woodford uh, Shaftesbury, as well as the ghost towns of Somerset and Gladensbury, mm -hmm. Glastonbury. We mm -hmm. definitely got to go. Mm -hmm. I, wanna, I want more of this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. For more than two centuries, there have been numerous sightings of Bigfoot-like creatures in the Gladstonbury Mountain. Guest, yeah, whatever. Glastonbury. In the mountains, in the mountains. Glastonbury. The Bennington Monster is his uh, cold. Oh. One Related of the first sighting. Right? Yeah, Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the first sightings was reported in the early 1800s when a stagecoach full of passengers was the forced to stop on a washout road. Washed out road. The mm -hmm. stave driver first noticed a large footprint in the mud. That was too large for a human. Well, they don't know my brother. Uh, then, <laughs> or Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> then the coach 
was attacked by a large creature who knocked the vehicle on its side, frightened uh, the passengers. They could only uh, the, the frightened passengers could only see a pair of eyes before the monster roared and ran off into the forest. Ooh, how? Yeah, we gotta go there. We definitely gotta go there. Uh-huh. Latest, latest, uh, latest sightings describe the creature as a large, hairy, black thing standing over six foot tall. Yeah, sounds like Shaq. <laughs> uh, there have been um, many stories of people going missing in the area, including uh-huh. that of a man named Carol Her- Herrick. Herrick? Who the hell names this son Har- Carol? Uh, uh, you ever heard of a boy named Sue, right? I suppose. C-A-R-O-L. Carol. Why would you name your son Carol? All right. In uh, 1943, Herrick, 1943, not too long ago, uh, Herrick went missing during a hunting trip about 10 miles from the ghost town of Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His body was discovered. Three days later, surrounded Uh-oh. by huge, mysterious footprints. Uh oh. He had been squeezed to death. Oh. <laughs> During a five year span beginning in 1945, people began to disappear regularly. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. The first to go missing was a 74 year old hunting guide named. Midi Rivers. Midi Rivers. Midi? They got some oh. funny names up there. M I D I E. Yeah, you know, those Vermont people. Yeah. Uh, in November 12th, 1945, River, who was well known in the area, was leading a party of four hunters in the area of Hell Hollow. Hell Hollow! Mm. <laughs> okay. In the south, southwest. West Woods of Gladensbury. I need yeah, a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt from Hell Hollow. Hell Hollow. For sure. I have I actually I actually own a piece of hell. Ah, uh, I've heard that about you. Yeah, yeah, actually too. Steve does too. I got him one as well. Wow. Mm. I feel slighted. Yeah, you should. As uh, <laughs> he led a group back to God bless you. As he led a group back to their camp. He got ahead of them and never returned to the camp. Uh-oh. Initially, the other hunters uh, weren't concerned as their guide was a skilled woodsman. However, right. when rivers didn't resurface, in the uh, ex- a, didn't resurface, an extensive search was conducted by 300 concerned locals and U.S. Army dis- soldiers dispatched to the town. Oh my goodness! From Fort Devens. For Fort Devens. Ah, all right. There you go. Ah, you like that. There you go. Yeah. Though they combed uh, the vast wilderness for eight days, the only thing they found was a rifle cartridge on the same type that uh, Rivers used. There Uh-oh. was no evidence of an animal attack, and his body was never found. Oh my God. See, Even he after... stepped, stepped on that stone. He stepped on I'm that stone. You. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oof. Even after exhausted search, many locals believed the knowledgeable woodsman would be uh, able to survive and soon resurface in town, but he never did. Mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the aliens. He's with those people that were on the flight, and he's with those people that were on the ship. There you go. Yep. The yep. Lake Michigan people. He's with them. Probably. Hmm. A year later, an 18-year-old college student named Paula Weldon. Oh, an actual real name. Yeah, that's what you uh, read. <laughs> she went hiking on the Long Trail on Sunday, December 1st, 1946, wearing a bright red jacket. Several people had seen her go. People had seen her go, including the store employee in Bennington, who had given her directions and an elderly couple who were hiking about 100 yards behind her for a time. There was no concern until the college sophomore failed to show up for a class at Bennington College the next morning. Afterwards, an extensive search was conducted, including more than 1,000 people searching search aircraft, uh, surveillances, and they even posted a $5,000 reward. Uh, And uh, the FBI even uh, got involved. The elderly couple who had seen her on the trail said that she seemed seemingly disappeared after she turned the corner of the trail. During a massive search, she was never found. Wow. Bigfoot Mm. got her. The Mm. monster, the mountain monster. I don't doubt it. Wow. Exactly three years later, Mm -hmm. after Paula disappeared, James Tedford went missing on December 1st, 1949. Hmm. So three years to the day. The, to the a, day? To the day. Hmm. A veteran resident of Bennington Soldiers Home, Tedford, had been in St. Albans visiting relatives and returned home on the bus when he vanished. According to a witness, Weldon was one of 14 passengers on the bus at the last stop before he arrived in Bennington. However, when the bus arrived in Bennington, he had seemingly vanished. Cut it out. His belongings were still in the luggage rack. (laughs) An an open bus timetable was on the vacant seat. So he had even even where he was sitting, they had a a, a timetable on it. No one had seen him get off the bus, and he didn't disembark in Bennington. Though the, disappe- yeah, though the disappearance was investigated, no one had seen anything, nor did they report anything suspicious. That's crazy. So he got her on the bus and never got off. Never got off. It's like, well, I guess he did get I off. <laughs> I think somewhere. Somewhere. Somehow. Yeah, it's uh, sucked up through the roof of the bus by the aliens. By the aliens again? Damn, I don't know. They're, they're good. How do they do they're that? They're tricky. They're very oh, tricky. Oh, you know what? They beam them up. You know, they like Scotty. Right? Yep. Must Tracking be. It's the only thing I can figure it. Yeah. Transported. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't end there. My God. No, no, no. On October 12th, 1950, an eight-year-old boy named Paul... Jepson went missing in the same area. Jepson was playing in Bennington's cab of a pickup truck when his mother left him briefly to uh, tend to her pigs. Oh, okay. Slop them pigs. Yep. 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 
when she retired, returned, retired, returned, the boy was gone. Uh -oh. After looking for the boy in the immediate area, he was reported missing, and hundreds of people assembled in a massive search party. Bloodhounds were brought in to search for the boy, which picked up his scent and followed it towards Gladsbury Mountain. Mm -hmm. But it was lost at a nearby crossroads, suggesting he, well, he didn't go any further. Hmm. The Pauls snatched him. I don't know. I mean, how do you, you don't know. I mean, someone, he, if he wandered off, anybody could have snatched him. No clues. Well, yeah, but by the pig farm. I mean, who the heck's out in the woods? I, you know. You well, know, doctors are out in the middle of the woods. I mean, where the heck would they be? It's like, oh, go us abduct kids. Well, yeah, let's go in the middle of the woods. I'm sure we could find kids there. Happened upon him. Probably a witch, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the witch. Yeah, you know, the like the Hansel and Gretel, you know. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Hocus Probably pocus. Yeah. Bake them, bake them, you know, and ah! <laughs> Stop. I don't know. It baked him. Find a candy house in the woods. <laughs> oh, God. Poor child. Could be, could be a hint. Terrible. But wait. There's more. Just 16 days after Frida Langer went missing. Uh, just 16 days later, Frida Langer went missing on October 28, 1950. Uh-oh. She and several other family members were camping in the woods near Gladensbury Mountain. Mm-hmm. The 53-year-old Langer, along with her cousin, Herbert Elsner, left their family campsite near Somerset Reservoir to go for a hike. However, when they were just a few hundred yards from their campsite, Langer slipped and fell into a stream, soaking her clothes and shoes. She then asked her cousin to wait as she ran back to the camp to change her clothes. After Elsner waited for her for a while, Frida didn't return. He also went back to the camp. And guess what? She was she gone. Returned. That's right. She ah. never returned to the camp. Instead, she had seemingly disappeared in broad daylight in a short distance. Wow. In the next few weeks, several search parties, including 400 people comprised of police, volunteers, firefighters, soldiers, and aircraft, uh, searched for her and turned up nothing. This is crazy. People must have been freaking out. Like, this is some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Then, seven uh -huh. months later, on uh -huh. May 12, 1951, her body was found. Oh, no. They found near her. the Somerset Re Reservoir in the area that had been previously extensively searched. Huh. Due to the decomposition of the body, no cause of death could be determined. The case remains unsolved. Very interesting. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. This is really freaky. Isn't it? So it sounds like, you know, I was going to say it sounds like a serial killer, but if you're not finding bodies, I mean, serial killers. Oh, what about the to... guy that was found that was was crushed to death? I... Well, yeah, but that huh? was that was years and years and years earlier. Yeah. Uh, before this. Mm -hmm. I guess. it. Yeah. But serial killers want their victims to be found because it's like a trophy for them. Yeah. They like, like the publicity. Daring you come and find me. That's. Yeah. But. Huh. 
where the other ones were never found, then it, it doesn't. Why would a serial killer be in freaking Vermont? I some crazy old loon in a cabin somewhere. I who knows. There is no direct connection. No direct correction has ever been found that ties these cases together, mm-hmm. other than geographic area and the time period. Some right. claim that these disappearances were the work of a serial killer. <laughs> there you go. And does, but I don't. Others <laughs> blame the Indian curse. Or, oh. Or yes. The paranormal. Ah, there State, it is. Stating that the place is a window into the unexplained. What There you go. What Some say the area is unstable due to wind patterns that are unusually chaotic and confusion so people get lost yeah right from the camps okay that's all right that's okay anyways <laughs> more is there more is that no, the that's, last that's one pretty much the wrap about it there's there's more on this but i can't be on this thing all night long oh so. my god yeah this is this is unbelievable so you thought the Bruno triangle was the only one and the, and the bridgewater and the bridgewater and now we know there's but wait, more. there's more triangles. There's more. There is. There's, there's the there dragon are. triangles. Ooh. Do you have one? No, I don't. Okay. No, I still have my only, my only, my Michigan triangle. Okay. Do you want to add what? anything to that before? What? What I know we you know, I did, I did want to say, because I just had a couple of very minor things. Okay. Yeah. Bring that up because we, we're not getting down the end of the show. And I, so, I do want to mention a couple of others, but that's it. Go ahead. So there was one. Uh, it's it they talk about maybe back in the day things that we would accept now like a downburst or mm. something we'd say oh that was a downburst but back then they didn't know what a downburst was and but they are prone i was reading to uh downbursts on lake michigan and they have like golf sized hail and um people have tried to say that when these things happened that it could have caused damage to ships why they would disappear who Mm -hmm. knows but one of them uh it was another michigan triangle case in 1883 the crew of a wooden tugboat named mary mclean that worked out of chicago had a strange story to tell so they served they survived but They claim to have witnessed mighty blocks of ice falling from the sky while on the lake for a whole 30 minutes. It did not stop and was so powerful that it caused dents in the tug's wooden surface. The crew managed to save a large chunk of ice in its galley icebox and recounted the horrific ordeal at the harbor. So in 1883. Is that on eBay now? uh, Yeah, right. It's on eBay. (laughs) In 1883, they didn't know what that was. Right. So they were terrified. They didn't know what it was. Mighty blocks of ice falling from the sky. So that's that's a good plausible explanation for maybe some things that happened. Yeah. And they also said in 1919, people observed unusual and bright lights in the sky above the Michigan Triangle. They said they witnessed two large balls of fire fall into Lake Michigan, and the explosion was so powerful that it shook the earth. The New York Times reported it as a huge meteor, but some still perceive this event 
as paranormal. And many reports have supposed UFO sightings at the same point above the Michigan Triangle reported later by the locals. So it could be it could be aliens, too. There you go. You know, right. the, the thing is, we, we don't know. I mean, the, nature is so phenomenal. It, it, there's so many things in nature we really don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. you know for instance, the, the fish that, that fall out of the sky. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just happened uh, just uh, this, well, this past year. And uh, I think it was Arkansas, or whatever it is. Arkansas, yeah, whatever it is. I'd like to Texas help Canada. Okay. Texas, Canada. I don't know Texas, what you're trying Canada. to say. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's pretty much it, like a uh, a cyclone or a uh, I mean a water spout or a, that uh, basically uh, pulls the fish up in the water and it just brings mm-hmm. brings it down again. But I mean, even even uh, on the um, there are reports of uh, islands that vanished and there's there's some that are actually on charts that were never there, but we we know there are phenomena uh weather phenomena that creates uh certain uh images that we see that we for sure of like mirages for instance we we know when a mirage is i mean everybody's experienced that driving in a car right you see a puddle of water and Mm -hmm. right right in front of you and then it's uh not there but uh yeah that nature is nature is phenomenal uh there's so many natural explanations for for so many things that but a lot of people like to jump to the occult because they find it more intriguing but you know mm-hmm. nature is pretty intriguing too if you really yeah. study it and look at it mm-hmm. but anyways we got to wrap it up yeah. so that's our little thing i do want to mention there was a couple of the triangles the dragon's triangle is is opposite the bermuda triangle and that is in the pacific ocean and ah. uh that's disappearances dragons are in it uh it's also called the devil's triangle as well <laughs> okay. it's five hundred thousand square feet over the year more than five th- five thousand people have lost their lives in the devil's triangle wow and uh theories range from alien influence to submerged ufos pockets of methane gas that'll kill you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even a time vortex or portal to another dimension. My goodness. So it's pretty much theories. We have plenty of theories. Portal, all these portals. Yeah. People just yeah. popping into other areas. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, soon they'll, pretty soon they'll be seeing Betty White there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless Betty. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that yeah. was some interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, Leslie and I killed Betty White. Oh, you did? It's your fault? We'll blame you. Yep. We we talked about her just before she died. Aww. We were talking about her going to heaven. Ah. Yep. You did it. Yep. I blame you. Yep. You could have anyway. talked about her after her 100th birthday. Thanks. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Yep. So anyways, we do have to go. Yep. So we want to thank everyone for listening. Uh uh, to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian Ron right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Log Route, 15 High Street, North End over Massachusetts, and our super duper good friends who help bring you this show on Patreon. So uh, tune in next week when we'll talk about some other stuff. Always. Yep. <laughs> Maybe and we'll remember, have a guess who was supposed remember, to show up this week and didn't. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Good night. God bless. (laughs) Remember, good night and God bless.
Well, Thanks I had listening. something, but I didn't have enough time now. All right. <laughs>